0: Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host Emma Gibson. Each week I'll be sharing a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up. As well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading transformation coach, helping you to release resistance around money, success and self-worth and to see the limitless potential within yourself to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. My aim for this podcast is to share incredible insights into how to create a champion mindset and live the life that you were born to live with confidence, ease and belief. So are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Camille Plews who is a business mentor helping online coaches and consultants market and sell their programs online. Growing up, Camille experienced tragedy at a young age, losing two of her brothers by the time she was six, as well as fighting for her own life, age nine with whoop and cough. Going through such frightening experiences left her feeling very fearful and experiencing nightmares. Shortly after she recovered, her parents booked them on a holiday and made the choice to live life for the moment and to make the most of everything. This is something that has stayed with Camille to this day. Having committed to her the daily inner work, She's managed to navigate through her deepest fears of anything ever happening to herself, her kids, or her loved ones, and has learned to take back control of her life and grab each day by the horns and run with it. I'm really excited to dig deeper into Camille's journey to success and to to discover what motivates her to keep going and how she has turned her life around. So welcome, Camille. It's lovely to have you on the show. How are you? Thank
1: you so much for having me. It's so great to be here.
0: Oh, i I'm excited, I'm excited. Okay. I mean that is just such a brief snippet, an overview of what's gone on in your life but to go through such tragic experiences at such a young age must have created quite a profound impact on you um, and it's something that I really really want to dig deeper into throughout this um, this conversation. but what I really love about you and again, I want to really pull that through is that your your attitude for life, your zest for life, to live life for the moment is awe inspiring. Um, and it's something that I think we've all lost a little bit of. And so I really would love to just hear and engage and be warmed to your whole attitude of living for the moment. But it would be really great to, to just hear in your own words how um, these tragic events have shaped you. Growing up and now um, running your own business, Um, and the work that you've done to navigate through those fears.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I was six and a half when I lost my second brother, and not long after that, the nightmare started. I always would Mm. think things like, "Who's going to be next?" So there was me and my sister left, and I'd always think, "Who's next? It's going to be one of us. Who's next?" So I started having nightmares and. Like my parents would always do things to like cheer us up, to always have a positive spin on everything, which hats off to them. They went through so much as well. They lost their sons within a short space of time, within just a few years. And then, um, as you mentioned earlier, then I got whooping cough when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And again, this is like another thing. So I was ill for weeks and weeks and weeks, choking. And I was on antibiotics for weeks. And it was just a horrible, horrible experience. And I can remember it so clearly, and it you back to the experiences of your brothers. I thought it was me. Like I thought, right, this is my time now. Wow. Like, my brothers have died. Now this is my turn because oh. they've died. Now it's me. Okay. And it took a long time for me to get better. But when I did get better, I remember my parents booking a holiday straight away. Like as soon as I got the all clear from the doctors, it was like, right, we're booking a holiday straight away. And I remember us going to Mallorca and it was an all inclusive. And I just remember us just being there and just like living life. And then every year after that, my parents just booked random holidays off teletext and wherever just for us to go away and live life because yeah. that fear, that fear was with all of us. It wasn't just me. Like my sister, we had conversations as well when we were younger about, oh, who do you think's next? Is it me or you? And it was just, wow. we always expected it to be one of us and because that's what we'd grown up with that's what we believed back then that it was going to be one of us like who's next um and it was really really scary it was yeah. so scary
0: how do I mean that is huge that is huge to have that on your shoulders at any point but to have it on your shoulders at such a young age um is incredibly hard like I mean obviously you're you you speak um about it now not lightly at all but um with experience behind you but mm-hmm. the reality is back then that must have felt incredibly frightening how did you navigate through that how did you yeah, so
1: going? when i yeah so to work through, the, through those fears so part of it was the fact that we had parents who would always have a positive spin on things like always So I'm so grateful that my parents were like that because it could have been the other way. They could have been, you know, they could have completely gone downhill and just had a negative outlook on everything, whereas they didn't. They chose to have the positive. So the fact that they were like, right, we're living life now. We're going away every year. We're doing these things. And they did. And they took us to Disney World and various different places. And not only that, I in my teenage years, I did kind of mask a lot of this, if you like. I did drink quite a lot at a young age. I used to drink on the streets with my friends. I used to get drunk every Friday night. And this was just part of the growing up process, part of the getting away from it all, part of the yeah. blocking things out, blocking out emotions, blocking out feelings, blocking out this whole like who's next thing. And just, yeah, just just living, if you like, just living with friends mm-hmm. and just living in the moment, doing yeah. random things, drinking at a young age. And then when I got a little bit older, I just decided because of all the holidays that we've been on, I want to be a holiday rep. And that's what I went and did. So again, it's just going out there and just living life, living life to the fullest because who knows what's around the corner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. And, you know, that is such an incredible attitude to have. And too many people wait um, for, you know, for happiness to then do something. You know, it's almost like I'll do this when I've got this. Um, and you see that happening a lot whereas with you living that living your life for the moment it is almost kind of freeing in some respects because you are making the most of everything that you've got but Mm -hmm. were there any I mean I, I really can relate to the numbing side of it the drinking side of it the escapism side of it yeah um certainly battling through my trauma um Alcohol became my best friend, and, yeah. and escaping, so, going traveling, became my best friend too. Because it was like, if I can escape, and it, then like it's not real life. Yeah, Whereas if I come back here, somewhere else.
1: So it's yeah, go
0: somewhere yeah. else where they don't know me. They don't yeah. know my story. It's all exciting, um, and you see that pattern a lot um, with people. Um, did you ever deliberately put yourself at risk to test this theory that you would be next?
1: Just I didn't but I think right. it may be because of the whole whooping cough situation it yeah. was kind of like that was maybe my test and I survived yeah who knows if there's another thing it's like that that movie isn't it what's it called um final destination yeah. where it's like oh is it your turn and if it's your turn have you escaped death that kind of thing mm. and I always just think you know what if if your time comes your time comes but mm. what do you do between now and then The most of it but it's your choice to make the most of it yeah decide. you can either decide to just wallow in whatever that's happened Mm. or you decide to to no I'm going to live life to the max I'm going to do I'm going to live life positively every day and it it is a choice it comes down to a choice
0: it does it's so much of life is about a choice yeah um and I want to touch on that Um, even more but I just want to just rewind a little bit because it must have been quite a defining moment for you as well to have fully recovered from whooping cough did that almost give you um, a surge of confidence of trust did it rebuild you in some capacity to go actually I survived that not everything will lead to whoever's next.
1: Yeah yeah and I think the thing is as well I mean yeah well I never fully survived it I've still got bad lungs now <laughs> yeah. Whenever I get a chest infection it lingers for like right. forever um but you know what it's one of those things um but I think a lot of it yeah when that happened at the time when I had whooping cough and when it because it, it did almost come to death I was like choking like every day for, for weeks and it was Horrendous. And I remember my mum like really slapping me on the back, shouting at me to breathe, breathe, breathe. And I couldn't breathe because my lungs and airways were just full of all of this mucus. And I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. It was just all clogged up and it was horrible. Um and I do remember how scary it was, but I remember the fear in my mum's voice as well. I just remember all of that. And I think that when when all of that was coming to an end and when it was all over, um I just remember having that sense of, oh, my gosh, I've survived this. I was like maybe thinking that this was maybe my time, but it's not survived it. So it's right. okay so this isn't my time then. And it's 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 one of those things. And I think the thing is as well that I always think, I mean, I've had friends who've died because they've been hit by a train Mm. or there was one friend that I had who just lacking about silly out with the lads on a night out rolled down a hill fell over bashed his head and hemorrhaged and died and there's been a lot of freak accidents one of my other friends fell off his push bike snapped his ankle and then the bone marrow trans um, transferred up to his lungs and flooded his lungs and he died and all these freak accidents that can happen and this can happen to anyone this yeah. is a, I think a lot of the time as well people if people have got an illness they can look at it like oh well I've got this illness I can't live life how I want to or they'll they'll like make out that um you know this this is going to refine my life you know that kind of thing where it doesn't have to you can still mm-hmm. live life you can still do the things that you want to do and I think it's anybody's time like anybody's time can be up in an instant so it's you mm-hmm. to live life to the fullest right now because you know anything can happen tomorrow next week next year So do the things now, don't wait. Don't wait for the perfect time ever because the perfect time will never come. You've just got to do it now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, going through your teenage life um, and doing what teenagers do um, with alcohol and then being a rep and, um, you know, escaping, because I know you've got a massive love for travel and I know we've spoken about that off camera about it. Um, How did you, I mean, obviously on the surface you're out you're putting yourself out there but how were you internally processing all of this to give you the confidence to to keep going like to keep doing this and how has it then shaped you moving into becoming a mother moving into um setting up a business you know all of that and, and what have you leaned into that have kind of been a bit of
1: your saviors to to help you on the yeah I think a lot of it has been it has been in like intuition all the time right and just doing the things that you want to do but don't hold back because when we were on holiday and this is where it all started with me wanting to become a holiday rep and we're on holiday you see the transfer reps on the coach you see them in resort and they're all having a great time all having banter with one another Mm -hmm. all doing you know reps cabaret and all that kind of stuff and I thought you know what I want to really go out there and have fun like that. I want to live life like that. I want to just be carefree and just do what I want and have a laugh and just live life, mm. just really really live life. And that, so going on those holidays at the start, so all of the holidays that my parents took us on because they had that whole, right, we now need to live for the moment because of what's happened and, and all of this. So that then infused in me. So mm. I was like, right, I need to live for the moment. And Although, you know, when having kids at first, I was, I was scared, I was worried. And when I had my first child, Freddie, when he was born, because my first brother died when he was 15 weeks old, Mm. until that point, when Freddie got to 15 weeks old, I was just so scared. And Mm. I think a lot of that as well was the the hormones that you get when you've had a baby and just all of that. I was just so scared thinking, oh my gosh, like this, like think like that whole thought of losing him. Mm. oh it filled me with so much fear so a lot of the fear came back but then it's just working through it thinking look the chances of that happening it's not going to happen it's not going to happen to me it's not and and you have to keep telling yourself that because you can either let the fear swallow you up and you can let it control you and for me I could have just oh, just like watched him 24 7 and then not got any sleep or not live life or anything Mm. or you can just live your life and just trust that things will be okay the chances of that happening to me, what happened to my brothers, it's it's very, very small. And then again, when Freddie was getting to the age that my brother Carl was when he died because he died of a brain tumour um, and he was eight when he died. And when Freddie was getting towards that age, again, those thoughts started coming in when he was getting to that age and thinking, oh gosh, like Freddie's at the age now that Carl was when he died. And, and then the thoughts of, oh my gosh, what would I do if I lost him now and all of that? But you've just got to shut down them thoughts mm, because mm. they can really... Overpower you, and mm-hmm. I think at the time, like I was, I processed it and I spoke to my mum about it. And my mum was also having similar thoughts. And this is the thing, like, she's like, Oh, yeah, I've thought about here's he's that age now. And, and like, I'd thought about it, we had the discussion, and I was, um, talking to my husband about it. And we, and we were, or each of us were saying, It you know, it's this isn't going to happen because the chances of that happening, it's very, very slim. Freddie's fine, he's healthy, there's nothing wrong with him, he's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's either you let those fears control you and make you wallow in it or you just think, no, this is not going to happen. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. This is not going to happen again. And and you just choose to have that mindset instead. And a lot of it is mindset. You can either have it or you can just choose for more of a positive mindset.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. And I think acknowledgement and awareness of these um feelings and these emotions allows you to honor them because it's not it's certainly not unusual or out of character for you having gone through what you've gone through to naturally feel these experiences so did you show yourself compassion in that
1: yeah I did and you know what I didn't keep it to myself so I spoke to my mum about it I spoke to my husband about it Mm. and We, I was just open about it because I think if I'd have just kept it to myself and let these thoughts go round and round in my head and try and think, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Oh, but what if, what if, what if, oh, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. If I'd have just kept it to myself, then these thoughts may have carried on, but just being open about it and talking about it, Mm -hmm. talking to my mom, talking to my husband, just just being open and talking, it does help. It does. And also,
0: you know, like you were saying then about... Rationalizing it as well. Freddie, you know, he's happy and healthy. In theory, there's nothing wrong with him. There's no reason why he would um, be ill or anything's happened to him. It it just shows how irrational our fears can make us. Um, But having the awareness and the acknowledgement and the strength, because it takes strength, to rationalize it in those fearful moments and go, no, actually, let's look at this differently. Let's see things as they are not how they were in the past.
1: Because yeah. the
0: past we can't change. But where I'm stood right now as a a mum to Freddie, and I'm looking at him and he's happy and he's healthy and everything's going the way it should. And I'm happy and I'm healthy. So the chances are no different to anybody else. Um, And almost sort of like that compassion and that soothing side. But we can sometimes get so caught up in the irrational hold Um, that fear has on us that can take us down that panic route yeah have you ever had any moments where it has really gripped and you've had to dig deep and if so what got you through that part
1: only when Freddie was first born right but I think a lot of that as well was having those hormones the maternal hormones and it was a bit overwhelming because you know you have a baby for the first time you get sent home with a brand new baby you don't really know what to do with it there's no there's no handbook there's everything in the world to say what you do in the run up to labor and all of that but when you have the baby you bring it home it's like ah and there was always that fear in my mind because Daniel my first brother he died of cot death so Mm. he was swaddled and he he died of cot death so for me, every time I was putting Freddie down for a nap, I was, like, checking on him, and, and, mm. it, and it was. I had to keep stopping myself, thinking, no, he's fine, he's fine. You're going to keep waking him up if you go check on him all the time. And um, it was just – it was fearful at first, but I think a lot of that was, oh, the hormones are just all over the place. Well,
0: that and, being a new mum,
1: like, we yeah. all go in and, like, just – Yeah. Them,
0: don't you? Just, are they okay? That's it.
1: And with that extra fear as well of what yeah. happened to Daniel, it was – Oh it was that was i'd say that that was the most overwhelming of the of like everything mm. with regards to those fears and again i I was talking about it I was speaking about it I spoke to my mom about it I, again we had the same conversation, but it wasn't as overpowering when Freddie was you know coming up to the age of eight when when Carl died because well probably because I didn't have all of those pregnancy hormones going on in my body and I didn't have. Yeah oh this influx of yeah, the highs and lows of the hormones. um and had already been through a similar thing before, so when he was coming up to fifteen weeks old and I was just like so scared thinking, I need to get in past this age, I need to get him past this age and and it's silly because we build up this thing in our head and the chances of it ever happening are just so slim, but it's just what's happened before that you kind of hold on to and you bring it into what's reality now, but it's not true. so it's yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know,
0: the fact that that you openly spoke to your husband and your mum about it allowed you to not feel alone. And I think sometimes when we can feel misunderstood or alone, that's when it can really grip us because it's like, oh, I don't I don't want to share it with anyone because they won't understand. Or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to show my vulnerable side or whatever it may be. Whereas you openly had those conversations knew that your mum was also going through the same stuff so again it gave you the feedback that you're not alone like it's not abnormal for you to be thinking like this you know you're both going through it but let's work through it in order to to move forward and yeah it's so important to talk when we are feeling fearful or going through any event and yet the natural reaction is to retract to protect and to not lose face in any capacity or to be judged um, whereas I love how you have openly always talked things through. Have you been open with your children about it?
1: No, I haven't. Only because I wouldn't want to put that fear into want them. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want them to think, oh, my mom thinks I'm going to die. Oh, <laughs>
0: yes. you know,
1: nothing like that. I wouldn't. They don't need to know, them. do they? They don't need to know because, as well, because they're such a young age. So whatever they experience now whatever they go through now that's going to be built in them and how they react to certain situations when they're older mm. so we're always doing everything we can to give them you know positive emotions positive responsive positive like positive like everything um in life because that's what they're going to take into their adulthood like everything that they're going through right now at this young age
0: yeah
1: it's going to shape their subconscious mind when they're older this is yeah. the whole thing so no I haven't discussed this with them
0: yeah no I think I think you know, there's never any right or wrong. Every parent's got to do what feels right for them. But I'm in agreement with you. I think, you know, they don't need to know. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much shit going on in the world anyway. They don't need to have any. Yeah, have
1: that's it. it. I mean, they've but, had so much going on with the lockdown and everything. Just, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. They don't need to know.
0: They <laughs> don't need to know. So, you yeah, know, obviously you now run your own business. Um, yep. How... How has, like you just quite rightly said, you know, with with your children, those young formative um, years shape us so much. Um, and obviously, we've just spoken about, you know, the events of your brothers and how it shaped your zest for life. How else has it shaped you um, moving forward into business? Because, again, running your own business is scary stuff. Um and there's a lot of responsibility and so on and so forth. Um, vulnerabilities, fears, you know, all of that. How, um, how have you managed to use your experience in a positive way to then go on and create the business of your dreams?
1: Yeah, so I always have this outlook where it's you only live once. Yeah. You only live once and then don't wait on things. If it's something that you're wanting to do right now, and you're putting it off and you keep putting it off and you're putting it off and putting it off. Then you're just robbing yourself of the dream life that you want to create. So mm. do it now. So for me, I when I first started my my first online business, that was nearly nine years ago now. Crazy how how much time flies. Oh, so yeah. Nine years ago, I started my first online business and it was because I wanted to spend more time. I only had Freddie then. I didn't have my little girl. And um, I wanted to spend more time with him and be present as a mom. Mm. I was putting him in daycare so that I could go work my corporate job eight till six and I wasn't seeing him Mm. and then I grew to hate that so I wanted to be present as a mom so I wanted to shape my business around around my life and around being a good mom so a lot of the time as well it's it's just just do the thing because it's like this perspective that I've got on everything like nothing's ever going to be as scary as as experiencing death like with what happened to my brothers. Nothing, nothing's ever going to be as scary as that. So it's just having that confidence and feeling like, right, just jumping into it and just feeling like, you know what? If if you've only got a year or two years or three years left to live, how do you want to spend that time? Are you really going to hold back forever on living the life that you want to have? Or do you just do it now? Just do it now because time's ticking. So just do it now. And this is this is the whole perspective that I've got. And I just think, you know what, things will go wrong. And they do. Things go wrong in my business all the time. I'll send out wrong links in emails. I'll send out, you know, stuff will go wrong, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, when you look at the whole perspective, yeah, it really doesn't matter. And I always think as well, if it's not going to matter next week or next year, then don't let it bother you now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you should bottle that and sell that. <laughs> because that is a rare skill to have um from my experience with the clients that I work with that there is so much fit of doing the wrong thing or being judged or waiting till you know more learn more you yeah. know all of that sort of jazz and the reality is I just love what you said you know you're robbing yourself of your dream life and you know that's touched me because there have been times where I'm like oh um yeah I'll do that tomorrow or whatever and 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 you don't you just go for it, it off
1: yeah don't so go. many people do the wait till they feel ready or the wait till oh no i need to do this first i need to do this first and it's the same with everything like so many people will put off things like even just things in personal life outside of business like put off um getting married or something like that or because oh i haven't lost enough weight yet or putting mm. off um having a baby because I've got like five holidays stacked up. So, oh no, I'm going to put off to next year. Oh, there's more holidays. Put it off till the year after. Oh, there's more. And there's loads mm. of things in life that people put off, but there's never going to be a perfect time. You just have to decide that, you know what? There's never going to be a perfect time, but I'm just going to do it anyway because it's what I want to do. Mm. You just have to do it. And I think as well, a lot of people feel like they don't know enough when they do. They already do know enough. You don't need to know everything about ev- like everything. Nobody in the world knows everything about everything. You've just got to know enough and you just got to get started.
0: Exactly, and I think, again, we know more than we give ourselves credit for, because we always veer on the side of caution, don't we? We don't want to be yeah. like, "Oh, I know everything. Um, but yeah, so we underestimate our power. And the only way that we really get to see that in its fullest is by taking the action. Yeah. Um, what I mean, obviously, outside of, you know, live for the moment um, and just do it, um, I'm sure in your business, you must be met with some resistance of, yes, but. Are there any, um, you mentioned, or I mentioned in the intro from everything you've said that you do a lot of daily inner work. Uh, A lot of this is mindset work. Um, For me, I very much believe that success is two parts. It's not just taking the action. It's who you are when you're taking the action. And I really would love to get Inside your your mind with this, because I see so many people going through the motions of taking action, um, and their mind is in the gutter, and they're yeah. like, uh, "I'm really fearful; it's not going to work. It didn't work last time." Blah blah blah. Versus, you know, someone like you who's like, "You got to live for the moment. You're going to screw up. You're going to learn from it. Don't take it personally, etc., etc." And so you go in it with a totally different energy yeah are there any particular techniques that you do to help you get to that like obviously for me I love meditation I love um the future you meditation I love to visualize and break things down to exactly what it is that I'm wanting um the end scene the feelings that I'm going to experience like are there certain tips that you can share with people for them to take on board because you know your experience is very unique but the reality is there will be people who are out there who have gone through similar experiences um certainly from your childhood but I also believe you know there are too many people procrastinating and holding back and waiting quite often driven by the fear and the doubt of the unknown um again having gone through what you've gone through, there's like, there's nothing more scary. So really, if you've survived that, you can survive anything. Um, But the reality is not everyone has gone through the scariest part. And so your mind can really tumbleweed. So um, whether, you know, there were things that you really drew on outside of the just live for the moment that you think would benefit others, it'd be great just to
1: yeah as well it's it's there's a few different things but the main thing is as well if there are already other people doing it or doing something similar then so can you yeah i always look at elon musk as a really really great example of this he's trying to colonize mars no one's ever colonized mars before but he's doing it because his mindset is just like i'm doing it i'm doing it and he's building all these rockets all these huge spacex rockets and he's got this massive team working for him and he's going to mars he's doing it and nobody's ever done that before So if you look at it on that perspective as well, if there's there's already a lot of people doing what it is that you're setting out to do, then you can do it because why not you? Why not you? You can totally do this. Mm -hmm. So it's always like looking at what others are doing, but only for inspiration. Don't look at what others are doing to make yourself feel small and feel like, oh, I can never get there. And it's okay for them because don't ever say as well, it's okay for them because because you don't know what they've gone through to get to where they are. There'll have been a lot of failures, a lot of mishaps. A lot of judgment, a lot of negative negativity, a lot of stuff will have come their way to get to where they are. And this is the thing as well. When you start on the journey and you start taking the steps, like you don't need to know everything that you're going to do. You just need to start taking the first steps. And it's the experience that will give you the confidence. And then you'll get more confidence the more steps that you take. And this is just what happens. And this is what I say to my clients all the time. So even if you've never like coached a client before or done whatever it is in business that you are doing the best way to get the confidence is to just get up there and do it and then once you've done it once you get more confident you can do it again and again and as well another thing is so there are other things that I do as well daily but another thing is when you go through certain situations they may knock you the first time Mm -hmm. which is when I got my first troll the first troll so somebody. Mm. I had a feature in the Sun newspaper and then I had there was a lady who got in touch with me and just tracked me down on messenger and then she said what do you effing want a medal and she called me a greedy C word um Mm. and it really knocked me and I just thought like I'm not greedy I'm not a greedy person you don't know me and like that really like it really knocked me and then Mm. I had another lady who said that I looked homeless because I worked from the caravan but I was like well that's I like working in the caravan like don't you know, don't tell me not to work in the caravan because that's what she was saying. She said, you shouldn't do your videos in the caravan because it makes you look homeless. I was like, well, I like working in the caravan. I don't yeah. always do my videos in the caravan, but I like working in the caravan. So some people, you, there's things that are going to happen. Like some people will say negative things to you, but that will make you stronger. So now whatever negative comments get thrown my way, I just laugh it off a lot of the time now because it's happened. It knocked me at first. It doesn't knock me now. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, there are going to be, Things that will come your way throughout, but you've just got to process it, move on and keep growing because there will always be something that happens along the way. Something will happen. Maybe you'll launch an offer or something one time and it doesn't go right or whatever product you might be stocking or whatever. Just get rid of that and then start again, do something else. There's always going to be as long as you learn from something and keep growing, it will always get better and you'll always get more confident. But the things that I do daily as well to keep reminding myself that, come on, you can do this and all of that. A lot of it is I always embody my future successful self. I know you were saying about the embodiment work as well. That is Mm. so powerful to to really feel like, right, in a year from now, you've set out and you've achieved like everything you've set out to achieve. How do you feel? How does that feel to be in a year from now? And you've done everything, you've achieved everything, you've been to the places, you've done the things that you want to do. You're already there in a year from now. Like really visualize that, really try to embody it. Like how does that feel? And show up as that now. What will you have done to get to there? Mm. Take action right now. Show up as that person right now, because then you'll make these quick decisions. You'll do things quickly. You'll just do it. You'll just act like that straight away instead of like thinking about the what ifs, instead of like procrastinating. Because if you want big things to happen in your life, you've got to be making big moves and you've got to do it now. No yeah. way to- no standing back you want this dream life you make it happen right now so a lot of it I do do the embodiment work I do that every day yeah I do meditation that- on a Friday just on a Friday it's just it's just oh, a just, on a fr- just on a Friday <laughs> meditation <laughs> I Friday do, I always do shamanic drumming I love shamanic drumming like oh, right, yeah. silent meditation I just can't do it and there's always a way of doing something like so if anybody's yeah. thinking I can't do silent meditation I love shamanic drumming that's an- another good way to do it
0: well yeah and that's just it it's like tweaking it to suit you you know there's so many techniques out there um and it's creating your version in yes the same way it's creating your own version of success your success and desires are different to mine um yeah. but that doesn't make you more successful or me more successful it's that we're successful in our own world mm-hmm. um and yeah it's finding what works for you and I think the embodiment part um, is such a hot topic, certainly for me at the moment, because I just see so many people outwardly confident and in, inwardly battling, and they, you know, they'll be chasing um, the the missing piece, the the next best formula, um, and spend so much time and energy on that rather than looking at the the internal, the embodiment part. And, yeah. and I think when you when you um, ask yourself the question um, with the seven figure version of me or whatever it is that you're going for, be hovering over the send button right now, or would she have yeah. pressed it 10 minutes ago and gone on and done something else? Yeah. She would have done that. So if you want to be that person, you've got to like, we, you know, our phones work better when they have a software upgrade. Our mind is our software. We have to upgrade it in order to get to that next level. And we can't do that by keep, doing the same things um, and it, you know I, I do it myself I hear it a lot about you've got to step and become the person that you are um, or oh, sorry that you want to be rather than the person that you are right now and yeah. it can be challenging and the reality is the first few times you do it you're going to get resistance because whenever we try anything new our ego hates it and will pull us back. Um, And so that's when having support is really, really important Um, uh, and to navigate through that. And I just think, again, we try and do so much of this stuff on our own. Yes. Um, And the reality is when it comes to like you getting through those milestones with your uh, with Freddie was made easier because you weren't on your own. You had your husband and your mum. Yeah. And I just think. There's so much power in surrounding ourselves with people, whether it's coaches or other like minded people um, to, again, show us what's possible. But two, to have that reassurance to go press the button, press the button, you know, you're going to like just there's nothing to lose. Everything is feedback. Just push play or, you know, push play on life. press send mm-hmm. on that email. The worst that can happen is they're going to say no. Yeah. No, not to waste your time. The best that can happen is that you're going to get a really great client or whatever it may be. Yeah. But it's just having that little nod, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's just doing it quickly. This is the thing, because as well, when you feel inspired about something, whether that be a new offer, whether it be maybe you want to do a masterclass, maybe you want to do whatever it is. If you feel inspired to talk about something and show up and do a live stream about it, don't talk yourself out of it. Just show up and do it in the moment. Just do it. Do it while you feel inspired, while you're in that energy, while you want to talk about it, while you want to do the thing, because a lot of the time people will delay things. They'll say, Oh, I can't do it because it's not the last Sunday of a month, or I can't do it because I have to wait until my graphics are done or my sales page is done or my whatever. Mm. Just do it. Just do it. Just talk about it now while you feel excited about it. And then others will feel your excitement. And then it, it will be brilliant anyway. Yeah yeah are
0: you a manifesting generator
1: I am a manifesting generator
0: (laughs) I don't know if we had this conversation before I think we possibly did but yeah I mean we are very much in the moment and I must confess you know there's a lot of people out there myself included up until about a year ago that was living lives of should well I you know I should do this because that's what other people are doing in the industry um whereas you know you saying it do it quickly do it in the moment do it in the energy and it's that energy piece what lights you up do it yeah and I think the most liberating thing for me was learning or reminding myself because I used to know it and I've forgotten is that we create the rules yeah like, there yeah. are no rules in business we create them yeah. and yet too often we conform to the the industry norms of others because we think well it's worked for them therefore it's going to work for us Um, and well you know I better do it that way because that's what everyone else is doing and I don't want to you know test the water and and all of that sort of stuff but actually when you're in the energy it doesn't really matter what you do like you can name a program whatever you want you can have amazing graphics or shit graphics if you are lit up and in that moment people won't buy you don't buy for a graphic yeah. you buy because of the energy that's coming from the person
1: exactly exactly that mm. like most of it is energy this is the thing and this is what i said to people you can have all the strategy in the world but if the energy is not there mm. you know nobody's going to buy it. so say for example if i was to show up now and i was to say um oh i've got this offer it's going to be six weeks and it's going to teach you how to do this No one's going to buy it, but if I say, oh, I've got this amazing, amazing experience that I'm going to take you through, it's going to help you with this, this, and this, like that energy is different. That Mm energy is so different. If I'm excited about it, people are going to feel my excitement. The same goes for everyone. So if everyone's, you know, excited, and when I say like high vibe, you don't have to be like hyper, but just, you know, just having that energy that will, you know, mirror out onto somebody else for them to come in and for them to want to be a part of it, (laughs) like to, to speak about something enthusiastically. people will feel that more than like you said than just a graphic
0: yeah yeah or just the action they're like well you know as long as I'm taking the action it doesn't matter if you're walking in or you know going on on zoom doubting yourself or really low vibe or pissed off and everything in you saying I don't even want to talk about it it. (laughs) yeah exactly there have been many times when I thought oh I should be going live today but I'm not in the right energy and so I'd rather not than than force myself to do it because I think it can cause more damage. Um, You're
1: right. You're so right. Yeah. I've done the same as well. I remember my little girl wasn't very well. And it was a few nights in the row, in a row. I was up with her mm-hmm. and I was so tired. And then I was like, oh, I'm due to do a live stream today. And i just put it back. I thought I hadn't announced it anyway. Whatever, I'll put yeah. it back. I was better off putting that back than actually showing up being so tired. I had that whole brain fog, you know. You know, like what you have when people say baby brain, which is just basically sure. lack of sleep. When you're just like, oh my gosh, I've been up night after night and I've had an hour sleep here, two hours there. And I just, like you said, wasn't in the right energy. So I'll put it off. And you know what? What's the worst that can happen if you put a live stream off for a week? It doesn't matter. You can mm-hmm. do more damage, like you said, if you show up in that low vibe, low energy. And if that's the only live stream that somebody catches of yours, that may make them leave your world. So you'd be better off just, yeah, delaying it until you are feeling better in a higher vibe energy because people the thing is as well people will always sense your vibe first before the words that you are saying like a lot of it is with how you are as Mm. opposed to the things that you're saying a lot of the time
0: yeah yeah definitely do you have any um, go-tos to shift your energy for me it's always music like I can go from feeling really crap to putting on me in fact I often um, well, every day I'll say to the universe, I've got um, a Life Beyond Limits playlist, uh, which if anyone wants, just let me know. Um, and I say every day, universe, pick some songs that I need to hear okay. and guarantee there will be a message in there. Like, um, I think there were a couple of days or weeks ago, sorry, I was really low and I was like, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. A few things haven't gone quite right. And um, and I was just like, just in a right shitty one. And I had um, Snow Patrol, Don't Give In, Sia, The Greatest, and um, Thomas Ward, I Believe In You, all came through. Wow. And I and because I say Universe put me some songs that I need to hear, I know that they're messages directly for me, even though oh, they're songs. Wow. And yeah, and it just shifts my mood straight away. And, and I love it because it's like that communication. Um, but... Do you, is there anything that you have that shifts you to, you know, to get you into that? Yeah, hype?
1: Music is again, another thing for me, I love music. Mm. So I'll play music as well. Usually dance music, have a little yeah. dance, have a little dance, have a laugh and yeah. I'll play with the dogs. So I'll have a play. So I've got two dogs from Romania and I'll have a little play about with them and if the yeah. weather's nice we'll go out in the garden and I'll just you know go for a walk you know eat eat chocolate sometimes as well and this is the thing a lot of people deprive themselves of like you know something that they fancy like a chocolate bar don't deprive yourself of a chocolate bar if you want a chocolate bar obviously yeah um Yeah, not like ten a day, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but still, you know, it's just if that's what makes you happy—a piece of cake and a coffee, or you know, whatever's going to bring make you happy and bring your mood up—just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, because we often we have that mentality, don't we? That I can have, I can treat myself when I've earned it, rather than treating yourself to the cake now, yeah, um, just because, and living life like that, and. Yeah yeah I did a podcast um I don't think it's it's gone out yet from a lady who very much specializes in the pleasures of life and again you just always ma- automatically assume pleasure is relationship orientated and stuff but actually it's like not seeing happiness as a destination seeing it as a way of life seeing yeah. pleasure is an everyday thing that you're allowed to have give yourself permission to have fun and have pleasure yeah um, and I think you know for me music really is such a pleasure
1: i love I, music i, I just it get well. lost we, in. we play a lot of music so my kids love dancing around to music mm. as well so we'll have like dance monkey on and just yeah. random stuff that they like to dance to and yeah. we like to play music when the kids get in from school and just yeah they love dancing as well and when i mean oh one. sorry carry on no music's a big one for me as well yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i was gonna say when i email um potential clients or so on and so forth I put my favorite song on hit hit send and do a little dance (laughs) um and that's my ritual with gratitude um because again you can write an email and the words can be exactly the same this is why I, I just get so passionate about it but the words can be exactly the same but if you're writing well this is my program this is the price blah 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 with a oh god I don't I don't want to mention my prices they're not going to buy blah blah that energy will be sent with the email yeah if you're writing it with like "Whoa, this is amazing and I can't wait to work with you I'm really excited and these are my prices and I know that you're going to love it and I've got payment plans and we don't need to worry about any of that and and then hit send and then dance the energy is is so different
1: yeah so true so so true it is it is And um, one thing as well, what I always do, because I like for me personally, and I know there's quite a lot of people who feel like this as well. I don't like to sit and type. I'm not a typer at all. I'm not Mm -hmm. like I don't like to sit and type. I can't like stare at a screen and sit and type. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm doing my emails and things like that, I'll talk to the notes section of my phone because I'd rather talk. Mm -hmm. So I'll talk and then the notes section of my phone, it'll just type it out into notes and I'll just Mm -hmm. copy and paste it and then I'll just fluff it out where I need to. So a lot of that it's coming just from my actual voice, from me talking, as opposed to because as well, there can be that disconnect sometimes between the way that you type and the way that you talk. Mm. So I just find that so much easier. I just like to talk to my phone and then I'll copy and paste it over.
0: Yeah. Do you ever use Otter
1: for that? I don't use Otter. Somebody else has mentioned Otter to me as well. Yeah. Um said that's a really good. Yeah,
0: over as a transcript. But yeah, I mean, either or it's like, you know, me and you have sent loads of voice notes. And again, I think there's so much um, higher, so much more higher energy in a voice note than just a text, like taking the time. And, And, you know, all of these things show that, like everything that you've discussed today are not big dramatic changes, they're small shifts that lead to big things like stop yeah. waiting, just do it. Like the logical, illogical conversation, you know, let's get rational talking about awareness, acknowledgement, compassion, all of that. Um, your music, you know, things again, being aware of how you work and then using that to your advantage and applying it to you. So, you know, that you're better at, at talking than writing. So you then use your voice notes and certain things like that it's and I just think again like having these sort of conversations just reminds people that it isn't the whole world has got to change in order for your life to change you've just got to start seeing things differently trying a few different things and seeing what works and what doesn't because we're all human and not everything's going to work And that doesn't mean that you've got to take it personally. It just doesn't work. And you'd rather know now than in two years' time. And you've wasted two years of your life trying to make something work that's never going to work.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, everything's a test. Like, everything you do, like, Mm. everything you do in life, in business, like, everything, it's Mm. all just, like, a big test. Like, people – when people, like, have a failure, like, say, for example, like, a failed launch or a failed offer or a failed whatever – They'll be really hard on themselves and say things like, oh, but my launch failed and I didn't get people in and Mm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but you've got you've got everything to work on now. You've got all of the statistics, like how many people joined the masterclass in the first place? How many people showed up? How many people didn't? Mm. Did the replay link get sent? You know, all of this, you've got all of this information to play with now that you've done it, which is a step ahead than what you were before when you hadn't even done it. So Mm. everything's a lesson anyway. No matter yeah. if it's worked well or it hasn't, everything's a lesson. Yeah. So I always think, you know, don't ever see anything as a failure because failures are just lessons to make you better for the next time. That's it. the
0: next starting point, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are.
0: Yeah.
1: And you'll never start from scratch. No. Anytime because you'll have learned so much. So no matter what it is that you're doing, if you do it quick anyway and just release the expectation of having an amazing launch, release mm-hmm. that expectation, just do it and then learn and then do it again and then learn and do it again it'll always get better every time
0: yeah yeah definitely Camille uh, time flies um it's been amazing chatting to you um I feel like we've spoken about so many different things I always ask my um I was going to say my client but you're not a client (laughs) Uh, my guest um to to just finish with some parting words that they feel intuitively perhaps um you need to share with the the listeners right now or that you think might be that one thing that might change someone's life um I know you've shared so much already but is there anything that's coming through for you that you think actually I just want to part with this
1: yeah one thing is don't let the fear hold you back don't Mm -hmm. ever let it hold you back everybody has fear so don't feel like you're alone if you have fears that are holding you back from whatever it is that you're wanting to do, whether that be the first time you're doing something or the second time, because the first time didn't go as planned, just push through and do it anyway. If you're feeling called to do something, but you're holding yourself back because of the fear, don't let that hold you back. That's just Mm -hmm. your primitive mind that's just holding you back. Like our brains haven't evolved since the dark ages, since we had saber-toothed tigers chasing us. Our minds haven't evolved since then. And we don't know what's physical fear and what's just mental fear. This is why our brains hold us back. Like, what is the worst that can happen if you just show up and do that live stream? Or what is the worst that can happen if you go on that holiday or do the things that you want to do? Just think about how positive your life can be if you just push past this fear. Everybody has fears, but the people who have a great life are the ones that push past it and just do great things anyway. So keep pushing past it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And also half the fears that we think or the worries that keep us up at night never come true.
1: Yeah, it's just all thoughts that go round and round yeah, in your yeah. head and you don't even need to be thinking about it because it's not true anyway and it'll never happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I've heard people say, oh, that wasn't, ba- that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And you're like, no, it, it very rarely is. And yeah. yet we can lose so many hours and, in worry and overwhelm and, and, and you know anxiety and stuff predicting how it's going to go when we've got no, you know, it's not going to go the way that we want it, whether it's good or bad. It will go how it's meant to go in order for us to learn the lessons that we're meant to learn.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So
0: how can people stay in connected to you and in your world?
1: So you can find me on Instagram, I'm at CamillePlues.
0: I will add obviously that into um, all the show notes. Um, And, you know, if anyone has any questions um, for Camille following on from this um, episode, then please reach out either directly to her or through me. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode, then please share it with other people, because the more that we can get this out and share these types of conversations, the more support we can offer to everyone. And obviously tag me and Camille in if it's this episode that you um, are enjoying um and thank you so much Camille it's been amazing like with every one of my guests time flies and there's like oh my gosh there's so much more that I'd like to talk to you about what I will Mm -hmm. say personally is that I find your attitude to life infectious um incredibly inspiring and I know just from our conversation, there are changes that I'm going to be making when it comes to procrastinating and holding back because at the end of the day, I want, you know, there's so much that I want to achieve and what am I actually waiting for? Yes. So thank you for you inspiring really. me. <laughs> thank and you for so inspiring much lots, for lots of you. others. Um, so you've been amazing. And thank, thank everybody you everybody for listening and I will see you all next week. So bye for now. Thank you.